Hello everybody, this is Tommy Shane Nang. Welcome again to our Marketplace Influencer. This is now our 6th, 6th episode for the year. Episode 6, so we're still in the start of the year. Um, and I've been doing, well this year has been different because I've been doing consistently at twi- at 2 episodes per week. Well basically I started the Momentum a year ago, well, uh, last during the last December, the last month of 2020, I do two podcasts per week. So I think that is one momentum that I'm capable of maintaining right now, because what's really crucial is it's it's uh, you can sustain it. What's really important is you, I can do it consistently. It is sustainable. It's something that you can do for the long haul. So, so watch out for my podcast twice a week. So this is our sixth episode of Marketplace Influencer this this year. So, you know, as I was as I was uh, looking at the results in NBA before that, you know, I'm the thing I'm thankful about is. Just earlier, uh, I finished my thir- 13th, I think it's 13th, yes, it's my 13th course for the year. So I finished my 13th certification course earlier. You know, it's about working smart. I was thinking if if the course will be consistent with what with its title. I was thinking if the course is consistent with its title and true enough, it's consistent. Because I was able to finish the whole course in less than an hour. You know, I was thinking the course is about working smart. But if the course is information overload and that's not working smart. And true enough, the title is about working smart, about time management. And it it lives up to its purpose. I was able to finish it in just an hour actually. So... And I realize there are a lot of things that you can learn, like multitask is a myth. Multitask does not help. So it's about avoiding distractions, any multitasking. Multitasking can be a distraction. So it's how you analyze your work of productivity, what is urgent, what is important and urgent, basically the Eisenhower matrix. So what is the most urgent and most important and most urgent? So things like those, it allows us, it's more of a practical thing. Basically, when you talk about working smart, it's just being practical. So the principle is, what is practical and productive at the same time? So that's why when I assess my strategy for podcasting, you know, I initially started it five times a week and I realized that's not sustainable so I trimmed down to four times a week to three times a week then until I decided twice a week is the best option because at the end of the day you want to be practical and you want to be productive at the same time practical and productive so that's two letter piece so but you know going back when I was, well, I was surprised that NBA earlier was, the NBA earlier 
just had two games. It was not as exciting as as I want to be because the teams I get to follow right now. There are two teams I get to follow. One is Boston Celtics because uh, it's a young team. Basically, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown is a young team. Just imagine Jalen Brown is turning 25 this year. And Boston Celtics was not willing to trade him for James Harden. He was not... The, the Boston Celtics was not willing because Jalen Brown is their future. So just imagine the reason why I follow them is because they have a young team in Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. And the thing is, they have Peyton Pritchard. PP, Peyton Pritchard. So... Peyton Pritchard is is a surprise player that they got, and he's doing well. He was he there was this one game that he he scored 20 plus points that led to a win, and there's this one game he only scored six points, but two of those points was the most important one because when Marcus Smart uh, missed the layup on the dying seconds of the game. Peyton Pritchard all of a sudden soared, got the rebound, and a putback that led them to a win. It was a game-winning putback from Peyton Pritchard. So, it's a very interesting guy to follow a team because at first it's just those, the Jays, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. But now, with Peyton Pritchard in the picture, now they have a guy that can be their future also especially they have Marcus Smarts who was who has the chance of becoming the defensive player of the year but having another PP Peyton Pritchard PP Peyton Pritchard that's a very interesting team and the other team that I I'm kind of following I don't follow them before but I'm following them now which is Golden State Warriors during the time that they were the champions, they were in the finals for five state times. I was not following them. I was not following them. But for some reason, I'm following them now. There's something about this team that they have right now that makes me follow. It's not the same championship team. Just like Steph Curry, he already embraced the reality. It's not the same championship team anymore. It's a different team. But what makes it interesting it's for some reason they are not they they lack scoring they lack offense they lack scoring but their defense is so they have a very terrific defense probably top five in nba right now in terms of defense just imagine when i was seeing some of the clips of the la clippers and uh, some of the clips the videos of their their match against LA Lakers yesterday. Just imagine LA Lakers is the defending champion. They had a square off. They squared off yesterday. But Golden State Warriors escaped with a win. Just imagine LA Lakers was was ahead by 19 points. And considering LA Lakers is the defending champion and they were ahead by 19 points. But Golden State Warriors made a solid comeback and they won and it's because of defense you know you got Kelly Oubre Jr. who did well yesterday he scored 20 plus points 
but he made all the necessary defensive stops. And Andrew Wiggins, who used to be a first pick overall that LeBron James doesn't want to have, they traded him for Kevin Love. Uh, he was a 20-plus point scorer in, in Minnesota Timberwolves, but for some reason, he plateaued. His game did not improve anymore. His game, as if he reached the plateau of his game already, and people were saying he's a bust, he's a bust. But when he got traded to the Golden State Warriors, he's not scoring 20 points a game. He's just averaging 17 points. But one thing observable about his game, he is playing tremendous defense. Basically, he took the challenge of playing defense. That's why Golden State Warriors has a solid defense. Raymond Green is back. Raymond Green gives them a solid defensive presence. And off the bench, they have Eric Pascal, who was the rookie last season. Last season, they drafted Eric Pascal. Some people say he might be the steal of the draft. And true enough, last season he did well and he's doing well again this season as a as a six man and he's the second unit center just imagine he's not that big but he's the second unit center and he's scoring a lot of points just imagine uh, against the lakers he's he scored 19 points off the bench he really gave a off the bench presence for golden state warriors and defense and he's averaging 12 points a game. Basically, he probably he has a chance of becoming sixth man of the year also. Probably compete for the sixth man of the year because of his presence also. But if you look at it, uh, Golden State Warriors is now a young team. They have Andrew Wiggins, Kelly Oubre Jr., and, and Eric Pascal. And these three players are contributing in offense and defense, but more on defense because... Uh, they are not scoring 20 points a game. They are not even close to 20 points a game. But their defense makes a difference. Their defense makes a difference. So that's one thing I'm observing that's quite interesting to follow. You know, as I think about about the situation in NBA, you know, recently the the Houston problem. Houston, you've got a problem. Literally, Houston got a problem because James Harden was requesting was requesting a trade. You know, just imagine I was. It's kind of funny because I thought you will only see it in a movie. I thought you're gonna see it in a movie. Just if you remember, um, if you remember Thor, uh, the Fat Thor, during the Avengers Endgame, he became the Fat Thor. Basically, uh, uh, Chris Hemsworth has to wear a bodysuit for him to become fat. For him to become fat, as a fat Thor, he has to wear a suit, a fat suit. So, so you get to see that because if you think of Thor, he's about muscles, good body. But in the Avengers Endgame, he has to be the fat Thor because of depression. So for Chris Hemsworth to do it, he has to wear the fat suit. And I n- never thought it will happen in NBA. You know, b- because James Harden, for some reason, 
at first people were criticizing him why did he gain so much weight basically James Harden gained so much weight basically he he looks fat he gained a lot of weight but when he was traded to the Brooklyn Nets recently all of a sudden he became thin all of a sudden in just a few days he lost a lot of weight and as a joke maybe during the time that he was in Houston because he wants out of Houston and i was thinking why does it, why does he want why did he want to get out of Houston well one is the manager who brought him in who trusted him Daryl Morey moved to the moved to the 76ers he moved to the Philadelphia 76ers the guy who brought him in just imagine uh, Daryl Morey took a risk on James Harden by getting him from the Oklahoma Thunder. That time, James Harden was a six-man and he was just averaging 16 points. But Daryl Morey took a gamble on him by making him the franchise player. By making him a franchise player, he did. He improved a lot. And the last three seasons, he was the number one leading scorer of, in NBA, averaging more than 30 points a game. And Daryl Morey left the team. And... He, the next one is he was expecting his coach Mike D'Antoni to be the coach. He was expecting Mike D'Antoni probably extending his contract with Houston Rockets but Mike D'Antoni opted not to stay with Houston Rockets. He left. So so Mike D'Antoni decided to become the assistant coach of Steve Nash his, his player back in Phoenix Suns to help fin- to help uh, Steve Nash in Brooklyn Nets. So just imagine everyone left him. Uh, even his best friend uh, Russell Westbrook requested for a trade. So Russell Westbrook was traded to Washington Wizards. Basically, because of all this, because all the people that he wanted to be in that team left him. Daryl Morey to the seven, his manager, the team manager. The general manager moved to 76ers. Mike D'Antoni, instead of coaching Rockets, becoming assistant coach in Brooklyn Nets. His best friend, Russell Westbrook, requested for a trade. He moved to Washington Wizards. And he he was requesting to be traded also. And as part of that Houston problem, people were jokingly People were joking right now he probably wore a fat suit a fat body suit that for him to look overweight and now he's in Brooklyn Nets he looks thinner he looks he looks back into shape again that's why I realized that fat torting may be a reality in in life right now with James Harden wearing fat suit for him to create tension and for him to be traded and that's the Houston problem and you know out of this um, out of this also the situation uh, Clarice Levert was traded to the Houston Rockets but Houston Rockets traded him to Indiana Pacers for Victor Oladipo and Clarice Levert is now with Indiana Pacers but it was discovered. Uh, it was discovered that uh, 
he has a kidney problem, he has a mass, a kidney problem. But based on the articles, it's a good thing they discovered it because it will save his life. You know, um, earlier um, in the NBA, it was the small market teams that are competing earlier. The small market teams, uh, Denver Nuggets, a small market team winning over another small market team, which is Oklahoma City Thunders. Utah Jazz winning over uh, winning over New Orleans Hornets. And these are small market teams. You know, just imagine if if a player is like a LeBron James or James Harden LeBron James or James Harden or Kevin Durant they will never move to a small market team what do I mean because they have the names they are popular just imagine they have the names they have the branding just imagine they have the all the endorsement contracts they will never move to a small market team they will never move because because that's business. It's not just playing basketball. It's their branding. Especially if they have a huge market in that city that they're playing for. Uh, the more they have endorsement contracts. That's why moving to a small market team is not an option. And as, as I was observing like Denver Nuggets, they made, they made the right decision. For me, they made the right decision of of signing a maximum contract to to Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray uh, is just averaging 20 points or less, more or less 20 points a game. But they really signed him for a max contract. But I think they made the right decision. And I believe they should sign a max contract for Nikola Jokic. You know, New, New Orleans Hornets made the right decision of signing a max contract to Brandon Ingram that's my opinion I believe uh, Utah Jazz uh, signed a max contract to Donovan Mitchell and I believe these are good decisions these are good decisions you know Rudy Gobert was criticized for getting a max contract you know uh, Shaquille O'Neal criticizing Rudy Gobert for getting a max contract because just look at it. Uh, Rudy Gobert was is averaging 12 points and 13 rebounds. 12 points and 13 rebounds, and he got a max contract from Utah Jazz that's amounting to 205 million dollars. 200, it's over 200 million dollars for five years, and that's a max contract. 200 million dollars a year. I uh, know 200 million dollars for five years. Basically, he's earning $40 million a year. And that's the max contract. And he was criticized. How come How come Rudy Gobert gets to sign a huge contract if he's only averaging 12 points and 13 rebounds? And I was thinking, I think it it is not his fault. I think Utah Jazz management the Utah Jazz owner and management made that decision to sign him for that max contract. It was their decision. It was not Rudy Gobert's decision. It was the team's decision. It was the owner's decision. 
maybe I was thinking they signed him for the contract possibly because of the market. Just imagine Rudy Gobert is from France. If they sign him for a max contract, maybe that's one way of getting the the French market to support Utah Jazz. That's a possibility. The reason why they signed him a max contract is because they want to show the French market that Utah Jazz is the team that they should support. Probably that's how that's how they decide for it also. It was a management decision. It was a management decision rather than Rudy Gobert requesting such a contract. It's it was a management decision. So was it a good deal for me in a business perspective? It's a good deal because because one he has been consistently doing well. Double double, more than 10 points, more than 10 rebounds. Second, you want to build the market for Utah Jazz. And the best way to build the market for Utah Jazz is to get the French market. Especially think about it in a business perspective right now. There's no fans in the stand. Basically, because of the COVID-19, fans are not allowed to go to the stadium. Basically, if you get to watch the NBA, there are no fans in the stand. So people are watching NBA through TV or online. So the same applies. The reason why Utah Jazz signed that massive contract with Rudy Gobert because the the French market, the people from France, will more likely be encouraged to watch Utah Jazz in NBA. So maybe for, for a business perspective, it works. But think about the situation. Uh, these are good deals for me because small market teams cannot get another big star. Just like just like uh, Giannis at Antetokounmpo in Milwaukee Bucks. It's a small market. He signed a massive deal with them. But what's the likely chance that he can get another star, another all star, another star, another superstar to join him? Small chance. Because Milwaukee is a small market. It's a small market. That's why signing Jamal Murray and I hope they sign Nikola Jokic for a massive, a maximum contract also. Because they cannot afford to get another star. They cannot afford stars to join their team. It's better to sign your existing stars, existing stars to that contract. It's a wise decision. Because no one's joining you, no stars moving to your team, but your stars are capable of moving to another team. Better sign them for maximum contact so that they won't leave the team at all, so that you still have stars for your team who will help you win. So when I was thinking all these things, these are problems. Problems. Like in Houston, it was, it was a dysfunction. It was a dysfunctional problem, you know why? Because James Harden was requesting a trade and he was creating conflict because of that. Uh, Clarice Levert discovered he has a kidney problem, a mass in his kidney. That's a problem, a sickness. And, and the typical problem of a small market team is they cannot get other stars to move to their team. So in order to to lessen the problem, they better sign their star, their current star player, to a mass 
to a maximum contract so that they won't leave the team anymore. So these are problems. That's why for this episode, my title is Peace Be With You. Peace Be With You. Peace Be With You. Basically, it's letter P. Peace Be With You. So, Peace Be With You. Well, at initially, I was planning... I was planning to call this understanding for peace, but uh, just to make it different, peace be with you. So our focus is letter P, just like problems earlier, uh, Peyton Pritchard, PP, uh, as I was taking the course on work hard, work smart, on working smart, it's about practicality and productivity, PP, and even Peyton Pritchard, as a as a steal of the draft because Boston got a gem in Peyton Pritchard that's why this episode is peace be with you peace be with you so we have four peace here four peace the one the first p is problem just like what i've been discussing problem there will always be problems problem there will always be problems <clears throat> the situation with COVID-19, <coughs> it's a problem. Dealing with people, dysfunctional people, it's a problem. Sickness is a problem. Problem is everywhere. <coughs> we have problems. And it's something we need to embrace. There is no problem-free life. There is no such thing as a problem free life problem will always be there it you may be able to overcome a problem but there will be a new problem but this problem can be a source of excitement also because just imagine a life without problem a life without problem can become also can become boring what do i mean because there are no challenges you feel bored and that's it it becomes boring problem is simply a part of life that we need to embrace because it's all about how do we overcome our problems peace be with you so problem is part of it problem is part of it just like in any scenario, it happens. There will be problem in work. Maybe you have a problem with, with, with your co-worker or problem with your clients. Maybe you have a sickness. That's a problem. Um, just like the small market teams, maybe your company cannot compete with the bigger companies. That's a problem. So, just imagine NBA shows you a, a reality that's happening to all. Because in any company, there are times there are problems among people. They fight. They have conflicts. They have disagreements. They have tensions. In this current pandemic, there are people getting sick. That's a problem. Just like the small market teams in NBA, the small and medium enterprises have a difficult time competing with multinational companies or big companies, large companies. That's also 
a problem. But these are the problems or challenges that we need to overcome. And it's part of it. Second, second, beyond sounding religious, it's something we normally do when we feel hopeless. And that's prayer. Whether religious or not, when we feel hopeless, we end up praying. Prayer. And that's why when I realize it's important for us to pray. Because we are created. There is a creator and we are created. Because if there's no creator and there is no creator and we are just an accident, there's no purpose in life. If there is no creator, we are we are just an accident. Because we are just an accident, there is no purpose. But I believe there is a creator. Because there is a creator, there is there is a purpose. Because there is a purpose, it's a matter we learn how to pray to our creator. Because he will guide us, he will sustain us. Prayer. Third point. When we pray, there's a third P. Peace be with you, which is peace. Peace. You know, I realize, you know, I start my morning with a quiet time. I spend time reading the manual of life, meditating on it. Um, spending time praying for other people, praying for the situation. You know, as you pray, there is peace. There is peace. That's why when you pray, the best answered prayer is peace. Peace itself is an answered prayer. Just imagine you have so many problems, you have so many stress in life, and you start praying. And and as you pray, it gives you peace. That's already an answered prayer. Peace. And, and just imagine as you pray as you read the manual of life you discover the fourth p peace be with you the fourth p is promise and that's why as i as i meditate on the promises i realize i have a purpose i really have a purpose i really have a purpose you know there was a time i feel so stressed on trying to become someone that i'm not or trying to grab what I'm, uh, I'm trying to grab. Basically, I'm trying to compete with the rest. But as, but because of this P, this pandemic, I discover I have a purpose. And my purpose is different from the rest. You know, as I was analyzing my podcast, the analytics, I was surprised. You know, and on the latest. On the latest analytics of my podcast, 61% of the listeners here are from United States of America. 61%. You know, just recently I got uh, an email from from people from Europe. So basically, I realized I am a Filipino. I am in the Philippines. But the market that I have right now may not be literally Filipinos or from the Philippines. It may be from the West. Maybe from Europe or maybe from United States. Basically, there's a promise. As you as you discover that promise, it's a purpose that you will accomplish also. It's a promise. 
And that's why the title of this episode, Peace Be With You. But the four P's that were I discuss is problem. Problem is something we need to embrace. It gives us excitement. It is something for us to overcome. Second P is prayer. Whether religious or not, when when the stress is so high, the problems is so enormous, that's when we start praying to our Creator. And as we pray, the third P comes in. Peace be with you is there is peace. And I realize even in this the midst of this pandemic situation, I experience peace. And as we continue to discover our direction in life, as we study the manual of life, as we reflect and meditate on what our purpose is, you get to find the promise. You know why there's a promise? Because there is a creator. Because there is a creator, there is a promise. Just like in any product that you buy. Just in any product that you buy, there is a promise. There is a brand promise. There is a promise. Like if you buy a gadget, there is a wa- a promise warranty. Um, if you buy insurance, there is, there is a promise return. There's a promise yield. In any product, there's a promise. In anything that you purchase, there is a promise. And the same thing also. As we seek our Creator, there is a promise. Because, just imagine, are you going to buy a car? Like, for example, are you going to buy a car without warranty? A promise warranty? A promised warranty? Just imagine the car gets to an accident. Is there no warranty? That's a promise from the automaker. So the same thing with with us because I believe that we are created we are not an accident we are created there is a promise so that's our episode for today peace be with you and I hope this helps basically Um, please feel free to get in touch me I would love to hear feedback or engage in a in a in a share of thoughts or collaboration i'm open to all these things i'm i answer back in social media i'm active in facebook instagram and linkedin please get in touch with me so i hope to hear from you i hope this episode helps peace be with you especially it's a long year ahead of us it's still a long year ahead of us we have so much things to do we have so much things to do and we have so much things to accomplish we have so much things to face but it's going to be exciting if we embrace it properly thank you for joining me this is Thomas Shainang this is Marketplace Influencer Podcast 6th episode of this episode 6 of this year So thank you for joining me. God bless.